So we spent some of our week here in the fast lane looking at the X's and O's, and we'll get to that momentarily with our next guest. But we've also spent some of it as well on the Super Bowl with what's going on, all the festivities surrounding the big game and the event and the hype that goes into it. So, for perspective, somebody who won a pair of these with the Pittsburgh Steelers now as an analyst for CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ, Brian McFadden back with us once again here in the Fast Lane. BMAC, first of all, we hope you're staying sane, healthy, and well out in Las Vegas and that you and yours are also doing as well as possible You've been down this road a number of times with different Super Bowls. Is it different given the Las Vegas ambiance compared to plenty of other locations that could be deemed host sites? Yeah, it's different because Vegas is different. You know what I mean? When you talk about Las Vegas, you talk about entertainment. You talk about lights. You talk about not sleeping. You talk about, unfortunately, a lot of drinking of adult beverages. It's a good time. You know, people, you don't need an excuse to come to Las Vegas. But you have an excuse to come to Las Vegas now because the biggest game here domestically here in our country is happening here. And Vegas is quietly becoming the new sports capital, you know, uh, of America. When you talk about basketball, WNBA, you know, when you talk about, you know, having the Raiders here, the Oakland A's eventually will be here as well. And now having the NFL in the Super Bowl here, I mean, it's really been popping here in Las Vegas, and I think they're going to do a great job in hosting the event and the game. And not just that, but everything that surrounds it. You've been on Radio Row. You appear on plenty of uh, the coverage for CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ. It's one of the bigger ones by many accounts because it's out in Las Vegas. How equipped has the city been and the NFL working with the city to make it blend in as seamlessly as possible? Uh, the city has been great. Unfortunately, Mother Nature hasn't really been in coordinates with the city because it's been raining consistently, been a little cloudy, well, a lot of, of clouds and, and, and nippy. You know what I mean? So that's something that we can't control. And this this has been my this is my first time being in Las Vegas and seeing rain. Usually when I come, it's sunny, it's hot, uh, but it's been raining and it's supposed to clear up towards the end of the week. But so far, outside of the rain, the city has done a great job in you know making sure you know the accommodations fit you, you know fit all the individuals that are flying in town for the Super Bowl media wise and getting ready for the game. So the city has done a great job, man, and I think it's going to continue to get better as we get closer to Sunday. We do our coverage here across the Virginia Talk Radio Network starts at 2 p.m. this Sunday, including the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, uh, the ways that you can listen to our coverage of Super Bowl 58, uh, two-time Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl 40 and Super Bowl 43 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bryant McFadden is with us here in the Fast Lane. Bryant, um, you mentioned the distractions that come with Vegas and normally, not to mention a Super Bowl being added on to that venue. Is there an advantage the Kansas City Chiefs have? Granted, the Niners, a lot of those guys who were on that Super Bowl in Miami a few years ago are still with the Niners, but this is a Chiefs franchise where a lot of the core pieces have been there regularly and they've navigated even more of these. Yeah, the Chiefs clearly has an advantage. I think the number you talk about when these two teams faced off in Super Bowl 54, I think both teams have currently eight players each 
that played in Super Bowl 54. But, of course, with Kansas City returning to the Super Bowl in back-to-back years, they have more players that have recently played in the Super Bowl, and they have been through, through this experience. So they're more experienced when it comes to that with the roster. And, you know, when you factor in their head coach, Andy Reid has been a part of quite a few Super Bowls, you know, going back to his Philadelphia years and, then of course, currently with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but you gain experience by going through the process. And with San Francisco having at least eight guys currently still on their roster from Super Bowl 54, you better believe those guys have really been voicing what to expect for a lot of guys that are making their first appearance here in the Super Bowl. Bryant, from the perspective of a player and going back to your experiences at the Super Bowl, at what point does it shift over from enjoying the festivities of the event towards getting down to business and what it takes to win one of these things? Uh, you got to keep the main thing the main thing. You know, when I participated in three Super Bowls throughout my professional career, the more relaxed, relaxed days were Monday, Tuesday. And that's when you try to enjoy a little bit of, you know, the experience. But by Wednesday, you kind of buckling down and kind of getting ready to, you know, put everything in place for the game on Sunday. So I would imagine that would be the same process for a lot of the guys that are participating, for, for the majority of the guys that are participating. You do want to enjoy some of the, 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 the fun experience because you've earned that right, but then you also have to understand what's the main reason you're here, and that is to prepare yourself as best as possible the week of for outstanding game so you can be in position to win. And that's the luxury that both teams have when it comes to veteran leadership, when it comes to guys that have been at this point before, and with both coaches. So I think the leadership would take a part, but you, 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 you cannot expect guys to enjoy themselves a little bit. But you still want to be a professional, and you don't want to do anything that could become a distraction from the entire mindset with the team. CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ, NFL, and college football analyst Bryant McFadden is with us in the fast lane. Two-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, You know, not to be bad on the dating you side, Bryant, but uh, you know what it's like to be able to enjoy it as a fan, but also when you've had a couple of years added on to your life, thank the good Lord for that, versus when you're a younger player. How much easier is it to say, all right, we got to flip the switch and buckle down when you're talking to players that are in their, you know, mid-20s and 30s as opposed to, you know, older folks like ourselves? Well, one of the bigger things you have to emphasize to younger players, yo, you don't know if you will get back here ever again in your professional career. When you look at Super Bowl championships, Super Bowl teams, there's only a few. You have 32 teams in the National Football League. You got quite a few that have never won a Super Bowl. You got a lot that that has only won one Super Bowl. It's hard to do so. So when you factor in, get into this moment, you don't want to do anything that could prevent you from being at your best that would warrant you and not helping your team win ball games. You know what I mean? I was fortunate enough to play in three. I got a lot of friends, a lot of former teammates that played elsewhere, college teammates that never got to the Super Bowl. Heck, I got a lot of teammates that never participated in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. So you don't want to 
get caught up in everything else that's going on that's not on the field related that could really take away from your you being at your best on Sunday to try to win the sticky Lombardi, as I like to call it. So am I off base then by presuming this, and you can obviously weigh into us, Fast Lane Ed Lane, on our socials, like at BMAC underscore sports talk for Bryant McFadden, who's with us in the Fast Lane. But is it off base then to say as well that you're reminding yourself while you're enjoying the Super Bowl festivities that, hey, you, you still got your entire life to enjoy great parties and experiences. You may not have your entire life to enjoy a big game experience by actually playing in and ultimately hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. That's a fact. You have more time to enjoy life than what you have as a player. You will be a, a, a retired player longer than a current player. That's just the facts. You know, there's no denying that. That's not debatable. So don't salvage that short-term entertainment for what you could do in the long run. You can always come to Las Vegas. Coming back to Las Vegas as a Super Bowl winner, that means a lot. Now when you walk into certain places, they look at you as a Super Bowl champ, right? You don't want to come back to Las Vegas and saying you, you, you're runner-up. Nobody remembers that. But everyone winner remembers the champ. You know what I mean? So those are things you have to factor in and make sure that they're in front of you so you see it over and over again because you don't want to get caught up in the motion and say, man, I got to go to this party. I got to go to this event. I got to go here to for this appearance. And then it becomes more of a priority than the actual game. And that's never the case. BMAC pivoting away from all of those intangible qualities that go into looking at this matchup and just looking at it itself. Many people view this as a San Francisco roster loaded with a lot of weapons. But the most gifted player, Patrick Mahomes, and heck, you could argue three of the most gifted players, are all on the Kansas City Chiefs when you add in Travis Kelsey as well as Chris Jones, the defensive lineman. How do you view that in the the prism of trying to project what's going to unfold Sunday evening? Well, what I think is going to happen is the Chiefs will win the ballgame. That's what I think. You know, I know a lot of people are trying to figure out ways for San Francisco to win. And San Francisco, they have the more talented team. They have the better roster. But you guys know, watching the game of football, the better team doesn't always win. You just got to be the better team that day. And the way Kansas City, the game plan and the way they, they execute has really been high level for such a long time. And I'll do this, right? So let me ask you this question. Let me turn into uh, the interviewer and you're the interviewee, right? If I had to ask you a question, who has, and I'm asking you this question, first question, which team has the best head coach? Oh, no doubt, Kansas City. Which team has the best quarterback? (laughs) Kansas City. Final question, which team has the best defensive unit? The front seven or the front four of uh, of Kansas City because of Chris Jones. So in totality, you're taking Kansas City. Is that is that what you're saying? Hundred percent. I mean, I, I've tipped that off as well in the fast lane. I'll give more official projections in our votes of confidence coming up later this week. But yeah, I mean, that's the big difference maker for me. Is and I know Sam Fran has invested well in the defensive line, and they've got a guy who's been an MVP potential MVP winner. I don't think it'll be him by the time uh, listeners may listen back later with with Brock Purdy at quarterback. But Reed and Mahomes and Jones have all won multiple championships and, you know, call me cynical or whatever you want to call me, but there's value. It's hard to value that, but there's value on that in the biggest stage. Exactly. Exactly. So I understand San Francisco has, they have the, the more talented roster, but 
Kansas City, especially on the defensive side, they have executed better, especially in the latter moments of the season and in the playoffs than San Francisco. And one thing I know about Pat Mahomes, he hasn't been an underdog a lot in his professional career, but when he's been an underdog, this man is 10-1-1 ATS against the spread. He is 10-1-1 ATS against the spread. Think about that. So I can't hit the snooze button on Kansas City, man. I, 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 you feel like they're, they're destined to kind of lose when you factor in their route getting to where they currently are. But with Pat Mahomes and the way they execute and the way they game plan, uh, I, I can see similar things happening to what we saw in the AFC Championship game. Because, Ed, think about this. Baltimore was a more talented team in the AFC Championship game. They had more talent. And at that time, when you factor in how Baltimore finished the season and how they were playing, many people feel like Baltimore was the best team in the NFL. And they didn't get a chance to get through uh, over that Kansas City Chiefs hurdle. So I got to take the Chiefs. So to pivot off of that, and it's been great, obviously, and we will we'll wrap it up soon with Brian McFadden, CBS Sports HQ analyst with us in the fast lane. But you mentioned Kansas City and what they've done. How do you distinguish, especially as a former player, you've been in locker rooms, the difference between lucky breaks happening, and yes, Kansas City got a couple, the drop pass by Stephon Diggs and Buffalo comes to mind, but also the value of finding ways to win. And that's not statistically quantifiable, but I mean, look, I know when I see it, when you won multiple championships, forgive me if I'm wrong, but there's a benefit of the doubt that you earn from that. Yeah, you got to find ways to win. You got to have the ball bounce your way. That's just the nature of sports, you know, especially in football. And yeah, Kansas City, they received a few breaks, but heck, San Francisco refused, uh, received a few breaks as well. Dan Campbell, keep the field goal, go up 17 points midway through the third quarter. If that happens, who knows? We might be talking about Detroit right now instead of San Francisco. You know what I mean? So breaks happen, and that's things that you need to rely on and you need to hopefully be in the great the great on the great side of that break instead of the bad side but when they do happen you got to take advantage of it and both teams were able to do so and so for me you know when you factor in I look at it like this if both teams were to play a perfect ball game I would say San Francisco would win because they have the better roster but one thing I know about the game of football and you know this Ed you would never see a perfect game from either side. There's going to be mishaps. There are going to be mistakes. The issue is which team can overcome those mistakes and which team can exploit the mistakes they just received from the opposing team to put points on the scoreboard. Kansas City has found ways to do that, and that's why they're in the midst. If they can win another championship, they will be in the midst of a dynasty. They are. I mean, they're at that point where they've earned the right to have the D-word dynasty attached to them. We'll wrap it up with Bryant McFadden on this. And, of course, he's at BMAC underscore Sports Talk on his social media platforms and CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ. Taylor Swift effect. Would that be enough to push Travis Kelsey over the hump as Super Bowl MVP, or would that cost him Super Bowl MVP? Because plenty of people who actually vote on that may not want to feed into that. Taylor Swift has nothing to do with Travis Kelsey getting the MVP. Travis Kelsey has all to do if that was to happen. Um, Taylor Swift has done what she has been accustomed to doing indirectly, which is garnishing attention because she's great at what she does. So her audience has followed the NFL based on, you know, her appearances 
at ball games, which is great for the NFL. I mean, they have hidden they're hitting a different market, you know, led by the Swifties. But when you talk about the MVP, her attachment, her relationship to Travis Kelsey has nothing to do with if he could get an MVP. When you watch and watch the game, you're not going to say, well, Travis Kelsey had a good game because he's talking to Taylor Swift. No, you're going to say Travis Kelsey had a great game because he scored three touchdowns, caught three passes for a touchdown pass from Pat Mahomes. He had this many receptions and this, and he had this many yards. So it would now, if that was to happen, you better believe it would be more attention to that because of who he is in a relationship with. But yeah, Taylor Swift, you know, she, unless she's out there in the football field, you know, throwing some passes or throwing some blocks that help him on, on the field. And now she has no dealings with what happens with him MVP related. So is it Travis Kelsey? Is it Mahomes? Is there a dark horse in there? You know what? MVP-wise, I'm going to go off the rails a little bit. If I'm picking Kansas City to win, I'll take – I'll go Chris Jones. Yes, Stone yes. Cold Jones, right? Uh, I'll go Isaiah Pacheco. And, I, and I'm just throwing out some names, you know what I mean, when you talk about MVP odds, they got a lot of juice with it. No, no, the Chris Jones one is the one that came to my mind because if that Kansas City, if Kansas City wins, it they want it to be low scoring. It could be low scoring, and it could set him up to wreck the game, and all of a sudden get a couple sacks and maybe a forced turnover, and voila, there it is. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like their defense has really been carrying their their entire team. You know what I mean? And uh, you know what? I'll throw Trent McDuffie name in there as well. I like it. Well, of course, you got to put a cornerback in there, Bryant. That was your position. Yeah. I, I throw Trent McDuffie in there. His ability to get sacks, you know, he m- might have an opportunity to get a sack, force fumble, uh, interception, man. Uh, who knows, man? Trent McDuffie, man. So, you know, well, let's do this right here. Now, when the listeners hear this, and if all, any of those names that I just gave you guys potentially could be emerged to, it could emerge to be a, uh, MVP like player, man. Just just thank me later. So, I would advise our listeners if you, you got a little, uh, a few dollars to spare, put something on the names that I t- gave you guys. You don't have to put a lot to earn a lot because they have great odds. Trent McDuffie, Stone Cold Jones, Isaiah Pacheco. I like it. Those are outside the box ideas. Seventy-five to one for Chris Jones. I've seen that. Twenty-five to one. For Isaiah Pacheco, and even further down in the triple digits, Trent McDuffie, if one of them wins it, we will not only mention that, but we'll hit you up at BMAC underscore Sports Talk on the socials to give you an extra shout-out for that, Bryant. Thank you for your time today in the Fast Lane. I appreciate you having me. Brian McFadden with us here in the Fast Lane. Really appreciate it and love those off-the-radar projections. Much like we love you and appreciate you listening, we're back tomorrow afternoon here in the Fast Lane.